guys hello and welcome back to mummy jojo uncut mojo injection episode 11 and that's what we're all about here helping you get your mojo back through honesty tips real talk and this week i am buzzing to have konica from the founder of diary of a yoga mummy konica is a phenomenal person super talented and she talks so openly today and for a private person i'm so proud of her because I know she's going to help so many people because when you share you realize you're not alone and there's so many things that pull us away from our mojo and one of those being when we hold too much back to either please others or just at the detriment of ourselves we we, we stop either pushing ourselves or we push ourselves too hard and we talk openly today about stress finding balance mindful eating all those critical thoughts we hear and some really really good tips that I hope will take you into your week um, to get your mojo back and I'm gonna need this it's a really busy week for me I have a lot going on with the book launch um, on Saturday the book is launching on the 18th of August so you're all gonna start reading it and I just really hope it helps you get your mojo back and if you're enjoying this podcast then I'm confident that you will enjoy the book as well so thank you thank you to everyone that tunes in everyone that writes to me and puts me on stories and screenshots and, and you know tells me oh i'm they're getting their mojo on the commute or a drive from glasgow or something is giving you a boost with um, a podcast it's amazing i'll never stop because of this feedback so thank you guys now let's get konica started this is a cracker here she is welcome thank you hello so nice to have you here and I love your mantra, find balance. <laughs> find balance, yeah. yeah. Could be my next tattoo. Find balance. <laughs> so yeah, you're loving life. You're I think you're kinda of living in your mojo at the moment. I would say so, yeah. Compared to compared to a couple of years ago, most definitely. Yep. And everything starts I think when we go through quite a period of growth, which you certainly have, which we'll go into, everything starts with a story. So I think we should just talk through your story if you're prepared to, to tell us. So you had an amazing job, quite high powered. Yeah, I had I had a fab job. It was a brilliant job. Um, I worked really hard to get the job. I was at a really big, it was a corporate, which it wasn't where I saw myself going when I left uni, but that's where I was and I was there for 14 years. A brilliant job and a brilliant team and loads of opportunities, a brilliant boss. Um, I had to do a lot of travel as mm-hmm. you climb that career ladder um, and being based in Edinburgh there was a lot of work that I needed to do in London so mm. some weeks I was down in London um, overnight sometimes two nights mm-hmm. and then I had our first and I first little one I should say mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and um, I kind of I paired it back a little bit but I was I was still up and down to London, but I loved my job. It was great. Yeah. Did um, you stay in nice fancy hotels? I did stay in nice fancy hotels, oh, but you soon find out that the fancy hotels and the uh, the fab uh, room service is uh, not all that when you just want to be home with your yeah one and your hubby. But but yeah, so great job. It was all good. Um, pressurized yep um fast paced yep but that just comes with that sort of job Mm -hmm. and it really suited my personality i think Mm -hmm. that's what i really thrived in that environment yeah it was great i loved it i really loved it perhaps loved it a bit too much (laughs) i think that was probably 
um, my downfall in the end okay. that I was the sort of person that would um, go to work and come back and then be on my um, on my Blackberries mm-hmm. and have them. Um, yeah, a good old Blackberries. A good old Blackberry. Yeah. yeah. Somebody <laughs> said to me, Blackberries both a godsend and a curse. Oh yes. Because yes. you're never you you are never away from your emails and. I just didn't have the discipline. I didn't really see it as discipline. I was just 100%, I was 200% committed yeah. to my job um, and to, you know, to what I was doing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was on the Blackberry quite a lot yeah. um, in the evenings when I woke up. Yep. At the weekends mm-hmm. when I was on mat leave um, with our oldest, I was on the Blackberry every month just clearing emails and I was on mat leave. Yeah, that's sure. Um, so that's that's kind of a bit of an indication. So yeah, love job, great, all all good. It's, or so I thought. Yeah, so it was all yeah. You were just rolling with it, and you were yeah, nailing like, the career thing. Like I'd say, ninety five percent of the population. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just going with it. All and fine. When did things turn? Um, that's a good question. When did things turn? Um, if I look back, things probably turned a good 18 months before I actually realised. Okay. Um, I was on quite a lot of projects. I was doing some really good, interesting stuff. Um, but I was on the go all the time. And I would come home, I would... Um, be like a whirlwind I am a bit of a whirlwind anyway I can't really sit down and just take a breath yeah and chill I couldn't um so it's probably a good 18 months yeah I I remember one Christmas in fact it was after Christmas we were going to centre parks for the first week in January I remember sitting in the car and I'd had a really really sore shoulder and it was almost like my shoulder was out I was dislocated and my shoulder was kind of like my neck was was really sore and I'd had by that point, I'd had two weeks off. Well, you know, I'd been off the week before Christmas, all the way through Christmas. Um, and I remember going to the physio and her saying, wow, you've actually, you, you've almost pulled your shoulder out. Your neck muscles are so tense. Are you really, you really stressed? And I was like, well, I've got a lot on at work, you know. <laughs> la, la, la. Um, you know, we went, I went to physio for about six months just to get my shoulder back into alignment and my back all corrected. Uh-huh. So yeah, that that was probably that should have made me think. Whoa, what's going on? Come now? on, what's going on here? Um, I haven't got much patience, really. Um, but I was I was quite short tempered, okay. um, just with everything, with myself, with lots of things at home, never at work. Yeah, Hope. yeah. I don't know. I used to say that I was, but yes, there was a little bit of that kind of everything was fine at work, at home everything was fine, but I was short tempered. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Everything had to be done just right. Yeah. Everything yeah. had to be done in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that carried on for carried on for a while. I um, I switched jobs internally. I got an opportunity to go for a, a like a a job that when you start in the job that I was doing mm-hmm. um, was kind of the ultimate. But mm-hmm. I kind of thought, no, that's not what I want to do. I don't want to spend a lot, even more of my time away from my family. Um, so I. I went kind of a different sort of job, and that was great, um, you know, really good. And I was coasting on fine. That was that was always I thought I was, and yeah. it was fine. And then, um, and then I fell pregnant. Yeah. 
um, which was which was great. Um, but I started to feel a little bit ill. Um, and I woke up one morning, it was Tuesday morning, I still remember, so I woke up and I said to my husband, like, I, don't, I just can't come to work, I just don't, I can't, I can't, I just can't come to work, I think I need to just take a few days off and just relax relax, and, and get my head around things, yeah. and you know, what's kind of happening and you know, all, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I was like, oh, that's fine. At, at that point, um, our oldest was at nursery. He was doing the nursery. He dropped off. That's fine. So I thought, right, I'm just going to phone my boss. I'll go upstairs, phone my boss. Um, and I phoned him. We had a great working relationship. He was a, a, a brilliant, brilliant boss and mentor and coach. He's been absolutely amazing. So I was totally comfortable phoning him and saying, look, I need to take a few days off. Um, I phoned him and... I was on speakerphone, he had two young boys, he was dropping them off at school. Um, I said, look, I don't, can, can you just phone me back? Um, and he phoned me straight back, which for him was fairly unusual mm -hmm. because I'd worked with him for 14 years. He, he, we knew each other well, but there was obviously something in my voice that he'd heard that made him phone me back straight away. Not get on the train, get on the tube and get into the office and then phone me. Yeah. So I said, look, I'm... I need to take a few days off and he was like that's fine and he was like are you okay and it was at that point I just I don't know what happened just burst into tears like I can't do this yeah I just can't do this anymore um and it went on from there he was like cool okay okay well I know you're fine I was like but I'm absolutely fine I'm mm -hmm. absolutely fine he's like well I know you're fine I know you're fine but why don't you why don't you just go and see the doctor yeah. I was like right okay yeah, yeah yeah I'll go and see the doctor so he came off the phone and I thought, well, you know what? Yeah, all right, I'll go and see the doctor. I'm feeling really sick. I'm mm -hmm. seven weeks pregnant. Um, I just, you know, if I can get something or do, yeah. you know. So I went to the doctor and she said, well, what's happened? And I'd, I, I can't even remember what I said to her, but she was like, you need to, you need to slow down. You need to stop. Yeah, stop you, right now. You just need to stop and you you need to go home and you need to not work and you just need to take a breath yeah so did she sign you off with stress she signed me off yeah it was a mix she signed me off with hyperemesis mm -hmm. and stress okay and it was at that point i felt a bit of a relief but to be honest with you i couldn't do anything mm -hmm. i had no energy left in me there yeah. was nothing there mm -hmm. so i went home and I lay on the sofa and that is probably where i stayed for about 10 weeks yeah you were just like this is why I talk about self care a lot because if your your cup was zero yeah minus zero nothing. nothing so you hadn't been talking yourself up you hadn't been going for a massage having a bit of me time switching the phone away for maybe half a day like they say um tech free Sundays and things tech like that Sunday. yeah that was not even because but I was fine yeah you were fine I didn't need to do that yeah and it was because you didn't want to admit to yourself that you were not okay or what do you think it was I think it's because I honestly thought I am such a strong person yeah I would never get stressed yeah. I know what stress is yeah. that's totally no, that would not happen to me. Yeah. I think I was naive. I was a little bit arrogant. I was just like, nah. Yeah. yeah. Don't be I, I've worked in a fast-paced job for 14 years. Yeah. I know what this is. Yeah. And I had, I, I did, but I just had no idea mm -hmm. what the signs were because I'd just been, you know, I'd just carried on. I had no, 
concept and I think falling pregnant was what tipped me yeah over the edge that actually made me think whoa obviously when you fall pregnant you know and you're in the early stages of pregnancy it's it's you know for some people it can be tough yeah but from what happened to the day before to the day after you know finally kind of saying right you can't do this anymore and just you know I, I literally I just lay on that sofa for 11 weeks I kept in touch with my boss he was he was brilliant he was really really good but I wasn't able to talk about it okay. I wasn't because I wasn't the sort of person that this would happen to I still yeah. believe that I wasn't the sort of person that something like this would happen to and the, the amount of times I hear that this doesn't happen to me we pigeonhole people we pigeonhole ourselves and then it puts extra pressure on it yeah and you were saying that you're a private person okay so yeah I, I think I've always been an oversharer I think looking back see my mom's quite a private person what makes what would you see made you a private person do you think it's her personality or upbringing or what do you think i think it's probably both isn't it some people just like to deal with things themselves yeah okay i think there's a part of i'm a real and maybe other people are like this i know i know there's other people like this because i've had friends message me when they've read a couple of my posts recently saying i'm like that but I don't, I'm so bothered about what other people think of me. Okay. Probably to the point of detriment uh-huh. in the sense of I don't want anybody mm-hmm. to think that I can't cope okay. or that I'm not perfect. Yeah. But I know I'm not perfect, but I, you know, I, I don't want anybody to think any less of me. I'm mm-hmm. really bothered about what other people think of me. Mm-hmm. Some people I don't think are as bothered. Some people, they, I don't know. It's a tricky one. I've been really exploring this. Um, I'm such a people pleaser. Mine's is slightly, I just, I worry. And, and obviously blogging and when we put ourselves out there, you open yourself up to more because you're going to share your heart mm. and soul and not everyone's going to engage or they might not like a brand that you're working with or, or whatever it is you're doing in the blogging industry. People can be really mean as well oh, online. Gosh, yes. And I've had coaching to, to give me a thicker skin because I just what what she said was and this is a whole other episode but she said you just care so much about people it's just in me she's like you care about people you would hate to think you're offending anyone but when you realize that you can't please everyone and it's made me be even more authentic even more me because i'm saying well if i'm happy and i'm staying true to my values then screw it as long as i know if people don't like me or they don't like it could be something simple like oh they don't like my tattoo if I love it, yeah, then I've got to care less yeah. about what other people think because it's their thoughts. It's not really our business what goes on in someone else's that's mind. A, yeah, that's true. There's a quote, isn't there? Like, it's not your business yeah. what other people think of you. Yeah. And I used to and really try and make everyone like me. And I remember Scott said it on our wedding day. He said, here, nobody says anything. He was being really romantic and stuff. And he was like, we could all agree here, Joe she loves people and then no one's got a bad word to say about her and he'd said that like i was thinking well how do you know there was 250 people in this room you know who knows but back then that would have really freaked me out if people were saying bad things behind my back but now i just realize as well if people are being really judgmental it's often a sign that there's something's not quite right with them you yeah, know if they're yeah. um so just let people be yeah and it's accepting people as they are I think that's been a real journey for me, learning to accept people as they come mm. and don't expect 
anything different. Yeah. Um, but as for the perfect mum voice, we've spoken about this a lot. I talk about perfect mum. I actually came is it fifth on Google for a couple of years for perfect mum, and it wasn't a nice picture that came up. It was like <laughs> I was doing it for research for about a media campaign about what does perfect mum look like in our heads, or perfect dad, or perfect friend, perfect whatever. And I also had this vision of this mum in, you know, the white t-shirt with no mess, mm. really, you know, toned and looking healthy and glowing, flawless skin, beautiful hair, brushed and flowing. And and then a picture of me comes up in my pyjamas, uh, watching Peter Rabbit with probably a packet of chocolate hobnobs is what I said back then a few years ago. Um, but yeah, this image that we have in our heads is not good for us. It's not oh, healthy. No when we compare ourselves to other people. So did you find when you became a mum, you started to hear those negative thoughts or how did you struggle when you're finding your way as a mum with comparing yourself to others? How did I struggle? I think it was just the fact that you're comparing. Yeah. Not, not so much when they're a baby, but when they start to get to that toddler stage and you're like, oh, come back, don't yeah. do that, you know, don't do that, oh my goodness, what, you know, you're on a play date, like, oh, sorry, I'm sorry, you know, and eventually you get to realise that things like play dates can go great or they can just be a complete disaster, yeah. but I think for me, I am a perfectionist mm-hmm. anyway, mm-hmm. Um, and I always have been yeah. through my job, mm-hmm. Um, and I've kind of carried that into the whole mum thing, you know, you've, you've got to kind of... Um, you know what what is that perfect child you know you've yeah. not done that you know you've done that oh no or like mm-hmm. what's that person gonna think mm-hmm. and oh, mm-hmm. you know all of that i think that just subconsciously then not necessarily through comparing yeah when they get older yeah. but it's just subconsciously there and i think perfect mum will always be there but i do I do know that there is no such thing. Yeah. But that doesn't make it any easier. I think it comes to control as well because we cannot control our kids' behaviour. No. We can, it's completely... Well, you know, we can be role models and all this stuff, but you were on a, you were on a very interesting talk. Was it last yeah, week? Yeah, so I was at the Scottish Mums Mothers Collective um, Supper Club um, and there was a, a brilliant speaker who was really, really thought-provoking um, and it was Brian... Um, from Headstrong Mm -hmm. and he talked a little bit about the mum guilt so the mum guilt that you feel um you know when you so I had massive mum guilt when I was when I was off that I couldn't do all the things that I wanted to with the mother to boy um you know my husband was pretty much doing everything I was able to just about function I couldn't I couldn't make him dinner because I couldn't go anywhere near the kitchen because it made me want to vomit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had massive, massive mum guilt about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was talking about the mum guilt, um, you know, when your child doesn't behave in that perfect way. <laughs> um, and, you know, what? we're all we're all people. We're all made mistakes. That mm-hmm. does not mean that they are a bad child. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean that, you know, one thing that really annoys me is when, and I, I wrote a post on this about when people label kids. Yeah, okay. Um, you know, they label them shy or timid or mm-hmm. boisterous or loud or they're, they're just exhibiting uh-huh. traits and that doesn't mean that is who they are. Yeah, that's, um, that's important. But if you kind of, you know, if you just think, actually give yourself the freedom to just accept it, yeah, you'll make yourself feel 
far less guilty yeah. about it. Because Absolutely. we all, you know, kind of think, oh, I didn't cross over. Yeah. <gasps> oh, no, why did they do that for? Why did they do that? And um, it was a lot about, you know, using your mind and to just give yourself that bit of freedom. Mm-hmm. And once you kind of let it go, yeah. you have that freedom to accept things as you, you know, as they actually are. Yeah, and just breathing through it. I remember yeah. Bonnie... She had this crazy tantrum in this uh, one of her friend's house and the house was so lovely and everything was going well. And then she just had this crazy tantrum, but she was just really badly constipated oh. when she was still on nappies. And I remember them saying to me and handled it well, which is nice thinking back because I was feeling anything but calm, but apparently I seemed calm. I don't actually know what I did, but uh, I guess just trying to stay in the moment and say, right, okay, we can get this here we managed to deal with the situation. I won't go into too many details, she, but it was all fine in the end. But you know, with kids, it's unexpected. Anything can get yeah. thrown on us and it's just kind of riding with it and knowing as well that it takes a village to raise a child. So, you know, things like anxieties that they pick up or it could just be one freak accident they have, you know, they fall off their bike or something goes wrong and then they might have a little issue for a while and that's it with our control too, yeah. you know, you've just yeah. got to let them... Let them yeah. let them be and flow with it yeah. but it's, it's really hard I think we constantly worry as parents don't we do. one of the things I really don't want to have my children go through is you know that kind of really stressful period where they don't know how to relax or they don't relax because I, I knew what I needed to do mm-hmm. I just didn't think I needed to do it because there was nothing wrong with me yeah. you know yeah. I knew that you know yoga really works well for me i knew that um you know reading a book i knew yeah i I knew all the things that i should do but we didn't wouldn't that sort of stuff wouldn't happen to me yeah and then it did and it was almost too late to do you know to kind of put into those interventions in place until Uh i'd come through that period and obviously being pregnant at the same time was you know was the tricky thing but it took me a long you know a long time to get my head Mm -hmm. around it and not to be thinking like oh my gosh what are people at work gonna think yeah (gasps) yeah that was a big thing guess we're not invincible no I like singing no. that song i think that quote's in the book actually we're not yeah. invincible you've got to love gary barlow don't oh you? yeah we, we're only people <laughs> we're only people we're not perfect we're just doing our best yeah and if we can try and be kind to each other oh i heard a horrible story um a friend of mine was in tears so she was in a garden center with her kids and an older lady came up to her and just had a go at her and said your children are so naughty they were just looking at things or whatever but you know when you're out and um i wrote a blog about a few years ago actually about i was in the village hotel and i'd been getting a coffee and i was rushing to go somewhere and i was getting all the bags and charlie ran towards like a sort of light stand and this guy came up to me and was like excuse me he's going to burn his hand i was like i'm picking up three bags i've got a two-year-old here i'm running to get like what do you want me to do Rather than just saying, oh, I can see you've really got your hands full here. and just, Let me take your bags. Yeah, yeah, coax them. Yeah. There's two, uh, and we can all be a bit, you know, depending on what stress we've got on. But we all have a choice whether we show kindness or we turn into an asshole. Mm. And you meet people, it can make or break your day. Oh, you can, yeah. You know, if you're in the supermarket and someone says, oh, I can see you're really struggling. Let me help you to the car. Or just gives you a smile. Yeah. Just a smile to say it's okay. That's all you need sometimes. All you isn't need. It? But sometimes that frown or that dirty look or that awful comment my poor friend had in the garden centre, if you tune in and you know who you are, just <laughs> horrendous. Yeah. You know, I just think kindness, we all have our own stress, it's not a competition. 
just be nice. We need more of that in the world. We need more niceness. We need more niceness. So thank you for being so open about that. Um, so you're doing well now. And I know we'll, we'll talk about what you do with mindfulness and the yoga and stuff. But what advice would you give to someone? Because you decided to, to leave your job. You, you're now doing the yoga instruction. You've got your blog and everything. What advice would you give to someone who wants to stay in a job where they, they perhaps <laughs> yeah. don't have the choice? They've got bills to I'm pay. I'm not advocating that you leave the job. <laughs> when you, no, no, no. Um, what advice? I think the main, the one of the reasons why when you invited me to do this podcast, I said yes, it, because as we've said, I am a private person and I, I, you know, this is something that I haven't really shared with many people at all, um, is that you just, you need to keep a check of your mental well-being and I'm going to call it well, well-being mm -hmm. um, because it is you know your physical well-being there's lots about you know keep physically active you know look after your physical health but um and often by doing that you keep your mental well-being in check but sometimes yeah. you don't yeah um so keep a check of your mental well-being there's lots of people who are in high pressured high stress jobs there's lots of people who are not there's lots of people who are stay-at-home moms there's mm -hmm. lots of people who go out to there's it doesn't matter who you are or what you do mm -hmm. just keep a check of your mental well-being and if you feel it's slightly off kilter then do something about it find what it is that helps you preserve your sense of self because mm -hmm. that for me is it's mm -hmm. just so key yeah. That could be five deep breaths. We've spoken about this so many times. Mm -hmm. I'm such a believer in breathing. And I wish, gosh, I, I wish that through those years I'd just taken myself off mm -hmm. to the loos at work mm -hmm. and taken five deep breaths uh -huh. and just refocused and refreshed. So mm -hmm. five deep breaths. Or I'm really into cooking at the minute. Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, going to the gym. I had a period after Maya was born when things were... Oh, they're not tricky she had a couple of stints in hospital and it really kind of knocked knocked Good. my confidence in it mm -hmm. in a way that I hadn't experienced before yeah. um, and I found routine and going to the gym yeah. to be an absolute lifesaver yeah. for me in the sense of just clearing my mind oh, from the yeah. anxiety and the worry yeah. that every parent feels I was no different to anybody else my dad said look you're no different to anybody else you've mm -hmm. had a child that's been in hospital yeah. when there were really something was really straightforward there was nothing it was nothing serious but it was twice in the space of nine weeks yeah. that knocked me it's a lot um, yeah, yeah and she was only really tiny um so that, you know, that really helped. Whatever it is, going in, reading a book, having a bath, um, you know, if you've, you've got the kids running around, you go into the kitchen sink, five deep breaths, just whatever it is, take a check of your mental health and be honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. don't think that this won't happen to you, that you won't get yourself into a massive, great big stress ball and have to take 11 weeks off work and, okay, yes, I was sick at the time, but, you know, yeah, that's it. Don't let yourself get to that stage because you can do things about it. Yeah. And I worked in an organisation where that was really kind of encouraged. You know, yeah. looking after your mental health and your mental well-being was actively encouraged. Mm -hmm. But as I said, I wasn't the sort of person that that happen. applied to because it wouldn't happen to me. And so many people are signed up with stress. Oh, yeah. Care all the time. It's yeah. So obviously people are, you know, self-care and all these things. People are... You know, we're we're trying to keep calm and carry on. Yeah. And then it yeah. gets to the point then well, we you realise. Yeah, Oops. but there are signs, you know, the physical signs for me it was like, you know, the the shoulder thing mm -hmm. and then just 
not being able to sit at a council store anyway. I'm not yeah. a great kind yeah. of person that can just sit and be like, oh, look, there's that that needs to be tidied away. I'll do that later. I just can't. Can that's my it. personality. Uh-huh. But when it gets to, you know, I wouldn't say to the extremes, but when you just can't, you know, sit still, be honest with yourself. Yeah. You know, be honest with yourself. Yeah. And um, if you're able to, talk about it. I yeah. wasn't able to talk about it because yeah. I wasn't ready to admit it to myself. Okay. Really, yeah. You know, even during the period where I signed off, I wasn't able to talk about it. Yeah. Um, and it's only been recently. I haven't really talked about it before. It's only been recently that I've thought, Do you know what? Actually, but if by talking about it, it helps that one person. Yeah, and it then will. That, it will. Then that's great because I've, you know, there's nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah. There's no kind of stigma behind it mm-hmm. you know people get themselves worked up and you know to a point and if then you don't need to yeah. um are people gonna think any less of me i don't know well if they are hey ho who cares there you go <laughs> you know i just have to that's something i need to get over ah uh, who, um, who cares i mean it, it, the ego thing is huge when i started out blogging and i write about this in the book you know i would second guess should i put this what will people think of this yeah. and it's just so nice to not care and, and just not not saying not care or I don't care about you, but just putting it out thinking, I know as long as this is true to my values and true to me, I can let it go and it will actually help more people than you know. So you might think, oh, I wonder who, and you have no idea who's reading your stuff. So, and then one day someone will say something to you, you know, oh, I love that article. Yeah. And you won't know because people don't, there's still a lot of people that don't share. No. So you don't have to share all the time yeah. do you? you don't have to kind of say x y or z but sometimes i got a message from um, a friend a couple of days ago and it actually it totally made my mm. evening because she'd written read an article that i'd written on the blog and she messaged me and said that's that's how i feel that's me yeah. and i kind of knew it but i didn't yeah. you know and she yeah. i was like well i'm so glad that just like I, you know, it's it's lovely to know that there's somebody else who feels like that or thinks mm-hmm. like that, and you know. So I think if you, you know, if you are able to share when you you don't, you know, your mental well-being isn't perhaps where it you would like it to be, yeah. then that's great. If not, write it down. I'm pretty sure that I did a little bit of fancy word journaling I think mm-hmm. I just got a notepad and just wrote stuff down just to get it out of my head mm-hmm. um I don't think it was very coherently written yeah. but it was out of my head and it was on paper um and that kind of helped me through the feeling sick 24 7 and yeah. you know the fact that I I couldn't you know I wasn't at work and I should be at work and yeah. you know all that oh gosh what will people think of me when I go back and yeah. you know and all of that kind of stuff um and I'm just like, as I said, I don't even know where that notebook is and I, I'm not sure whether I want to read it just yeah. yet because even two years later, it's still pretty like, quite, you know, some of the feelings are quite raw. Yeah. But, um, you know, deep breaths, writing it down, speaking to somebody if you can, um, find whatever it is that preserves your sense of self. Yeah. Um, and make sure you do it. Five great, minutes, great ten minutes, however long. And the yoga's going well. Are you enjoying teaching yoga? I am. I am. I've made a bit of a departure from what I used to do to this. But my key driver for this, um, and I'm quite a, a, a goal-orientated person. I think mm-hmm. that just comes with 14 years of working. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
a very very large corporate firm um but i i thought right i can either just let that chapter go yeah or i can take something from it and being a mum um i'm really i'm really passionate about making sure mm-hmm. that my kids have got the tools yeah to be able to deal with the things that you know life will throw oh, at yeah. them yeah and if i can teach them how to relax mm-hmm. um and the things that they can do to relax yeah. then you know their things will be or could be much you know much easier for them now if you know my two kids you'll probably think like relax because neither of them <laughs> are um you wouldn't kind of think they're very relaxed kids are you know they're on the go yeah. but um they are starting to you know i do a little bit of yoga with them. that was my driving force to do it so yeah i i teach baby yoga um which is lovely and it's lovely to, to, to see the little ones grow um, mm. and to kind of be with you know the moms and teach them a little bit of relaxation but things mm. that they can do to help um strengthen the you know the little ones as they grow and develop but also kind of just little checks little things that will help relax them and with my own kids it's it's nice you know my oldest you probably know this um they're starting to do yoga at school yeah they're they're there today actually yeah well they thinking. actually they actually do it in class now oh, as really? well so oh. he came home the other day and he said oh mummy i i've learned how to do yoga because he knows i i teach baby yoga in and amongst blogging and i have a, a little part-time job as well <laughs> wonder woman <laughs> um and yeah he um, he came and he showed me a yoga pose um so we did a bit of yoga together and he kind of you know he said oh mummy what is the the magic passcode to do yoga um and i was like oh i don't know what is it and he's like namaste oh bless him. so he's the you know and it, it's lovely to see that that he knows that i do it and there's little things that i do with me you know my youngest just like trying to teach her get her into yoga breathing and deep breaths and you know Aww. deep breaths out so yeah there's a I'm very lucky that um, I'm now finding my balance. Yes. Um, it's been a bit of a journey. I don't think I've got it right. Yeah. yeah I don't think you ever do. No. Um, but I feel, well, my husband may disagree, I feel that like I'm a bit more of a balanced person. But I think the one thing that's changed is I am far more mindful of my own wellness mm-hmm. and my balance and if I feel things are getting a bit too much I will actively do something it's amazing about it it's amazing um, so mm. you know everything those 11 pretty dark horrible weeks haven't been for nothing they've taught you know they've taught me a lot and yeah. they're probably giving me the sense check or definitely giving me the sense check that I absolutely needed it's amazing. You've got your mojo back. I have. Do you feel um, lighter? Maybe your shoulders less knots now? Do you know, I don't have to go to physio anymore. No. Yeah, I feel... Um, do I feel different? No, because I am still the same person. Yeah. Uh-huh. I've just realised... And have I slowed down? Yes, in, in, a, in some ways. But mm-hmm. I am still the same person. I'm just a little bit more... I don't know. Cleaned up about things that could affect me yeah you know what what are my kind of triggers yeah what are my oh i hate using the word weaknesses because it's not weakness yeah, but yeah. what you know what affects me and mm-hmm. what i can do about it yeah. um i don't regret leaving my job i regret leaving the people i work with some lovely lovely people and i miss you know 
talking to them on a daily basis, but I'm lucky that I work somewhere mm-hmm. um, in my part-time job where I have that, and I work with some lovely, lovely, really lovely people, yeah. you know. Um, so I'm lucky I've got that. Mm-hmm. I've, you know, I've gone from one to, an, you know, to another. So I don't feel I've missed out on, on you know, anything, and I don't regret anything that I've done. Mm-hmm. Um, I regret not having done something about my mental wellness sooner yeah but you can't look by regrets yeah it's never too late as well no. if you're struggling now no. and you think oh actually you maybe you're showing signs you're being grumpy like really grumpy i know when i'm super stressed i need i'm gonna need to take a step back yeah. if i start snapping or yeah just having less of a filter you know yeah. find myself swearing and then kids oh dear did they hear that it, it's yeah. hard but you know yourself you know, it's just, yeah. you know, you know, it's just being firm, being strict. You've got to admit it, mm-hmm. and yeah. you've got to, you've got to do what it is that preserves that sense of self. Yeah. That's so key. Yeah. That's so key. Yeah. And I noticed you were quite into the mindful cooking. Is that what's yeah. called? Yeah. Tell so, us a little bit about that. Um, I think the whole cooking thing came from my dad. My dad mm-hmm. um worked in a. He worked within the NHS and that in itself is stressful. He's retired now, but the one thing I remember from childhood is every single night he would come home later. She used to be home about half six, mm-hmm. so it's quite late for making dinner. But he'd come home and he would sit in the kitchen with his newspaper, um, and we would be in the kitchen. He would cook, and that was his way of relaxing. Mm-hmm. He was very slow and he was very deliberate about it. And I'd be like, Dad, we're starving. Uh-huh. Hurry up! And he's like you can't rush these things <laughs> um, and that's kind of it stuck with me and I, I've got into cooking um, we were at an event and there was um, Edinburgh School of Food and Wine there and I started talking um, to them um, about you know cooking and, and mindful cooking and it's a way for me to relax I think by you know being mindful about what you're doing everybody needs to cook mm-hmm. um, whether you're good at it or not it doesn't matter there mm-hmm. um, but you need to cook to survive you need to eat yeah and I think when you've got kids, you want to, you know, you want them to, you want to make this lovely meal for them, and they're going to eat it. I know they're not yeah. all the time, <laughs> but sometimes they do. Um, and if you kind of think about what you're going to make for them in advance and go and buy the ingredients, or as I do, online shop for the ingredients <laughs> and get it delivered, and kind of just take that time rather than like thirty minutes or twenty minutes of just you know, kind of quickly putting stuff together yeah. and it's a bit of a stress, taking 25 minutes mm-hmm. and making something less, um, I don't know, fancy or less complicated, but enjoying the process of cooking. Uh-huh. So you've thought about it, you know, you, you're not just panic buying stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've thought about it, you're, you're using whatever ingredients, you've not spent an extra 20 quid on random ingredients that you're not going to use, the ingredients yeah. that you've bought are what are going to go, you know, what's going to go into your meals for the week and mm-hmm. you take your time cooking and you enjoy the process of cooking yeah. and then you enjoy the process of eating. I enjoy eating. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I'm a foodie, mm-hmm. yeah. So that, that's really helped me um, and it can sometimes be tricky. I did the mm-hmm. school run. And then I have like 45 minutes before it's meltdown yeah. with the toddler. Yeah, you know, yeah. So I don't have <laughs> that's that much time before she's literally at the back of my ankles pulling, yeah. you know, pulling me. Feed me. Yeah. So if I'm not organised, having made the tea beforehand, then, you know, 20 minutes of just that, you know, that short window mm-hmm. is, is really quite relaxing. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I think it's just being mindful in a lot of the stuff that you do. Yeah, yeah, and actually, you know, when you're chopping the veg or whatever, thankful that you ha- you have food because yeah. when you take time over it, you have more more time to have these thoughts. Well, right, quite lucky that I'm able to chop this pepper or or whatever, you know. But so often when we rush, we miss things and we you're throwing whatever you can yeah. in the oven or yeah. And there's gonna be you know. Some days where that's what you do. That, yeah, you know, I'm not saying that you can do that every single day. Yeah, because it's just, you know, in life it's just not that, yeah. not feasible, is it? But mm. when you do have the opportunity, then, um, you know, those 20 minutes when they're quiet or they're playing nicely together. Yeah, <laughs> then, it's, uh, you know, go for it. Relish it, relish yeah. it. And, and enjoy the time. Yeah. I'm gonna, well, I'm going to start mindful cooking, that's it. You yeah. need to get back on board. I also think it saves on your food bill because you've thought about you know, what you're going to make and yeah. you're not just um, yeah, you're being mindful about what you're buying. Yeah, I like Making that. Making healthier choices as well. Loving it. Now, another important question would be, we, with cooking, we use music a lot. It's very important in this house. gets us through the witching hour. Oh, Turn yeah. the music up. So what's your favourite karaoke song? Oh, I think it's got to be Aria Survive by oh, Gloria Gaynor. apt. Very, very and do you know, apt. I'm pretty sure that that was on quite a lot during that time when I was chained to my, my grey sofa. Really? Which we don't have anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah it's, I love it. And I think that it kind of, you know, it's quite a, an anthem for when you're going through difficult times, whatever those times may be. Yeah. You know, you can get through it. Yeah, we, we, can, we can, we can, and it's good, and music heals, as they say, so I think we should end um, on that note, so where can people find you before we go into song? Where can they find me? Yeah. So, you can find me quite a lot of places, yeah. <laughs> um, so I am on, um, I have a blog, it's called Diary of a Yoga Mummy, and it's um, all about finding balance in mum family life, so that covers everything from food, um, relaxation, mum life, fashion, just any you know anything that you, you can as a mum find relaxing. Amazing. Um, and I'm in Edinburgh, so I teach um, mum and baby yoga in Edinburgh. But if you go onto the blog, you will find all the info. Find it all. That's been amazing. So thank you so much. And thank on that you. note, let's let's get singing. Woo! I still was afraid, I was petrified Kept thinking I could never live without you by my side But then I spent so many nights Thinking how you did me wrong And I grew strong I learned how to get along And so you're back Woo!
Sometimes we just need someone to talk to